0: Good morning, you're listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today we're going to touch on some frequency topics. Um, Our topic today is going to be about the power of words. We're going to look at Dr. Mazaru Emoto's words and water experiment, as well as discuss the psychology that is behind what we choose to say when we speak out in hate in anger we are doing more harm to those that we are talking to than when we are when we are speaking positive it's the same for our thoughts if we hold in positive thoughts our thinking changes because it stimulates the brain differently. Whenever we think negative, our amygdala, which is the um, brain area that controls the fight or flight within us. It makes us scared, nervous, wanting to run. So it is very important that we choose our words that we say to each other. The Bible talks about the power of words as well, and we will discuss this together. As always, you can find the link in the description box below to the Lion's Tears website. Again, if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, the Lion's Tears stand for Living in Oppressed Nations Truth, Attitude, reality, society, and education. So, let's get to it. Dr. Masaru Emoto, a researcher and alternative healer from Japan, has studied the effects that words can have on water. He exposed water to positive words, and negative words, and then flash-froze the samples to capture their molecular structure. Water exposed to positive words like love and thank you produced beautiful crystals, while water exposed to negative words like you make me sick or anger took on ugly, misshapen forms. There is a quick three-minute video on YouTube Demonstrating his results and I highly suggest that you look into this. It is very interesting as you can watch the crystals form and change shape. I have some photos on the website which is also why I encourage you to visit the website because there's so much more I can't fit into an hour limit or break up because visual visuals are very important too. Not just words and tones, but visuals. So I have photos also. Dr. Moto invites people to observe the effects of words on water by conducting their own simple experiment at home. So what you need to do is... Boil a pot of rice, divide it into two airtight jars, and write I love you on one jar and I hate you on the other. Put the jars on a shelf, preferably in a darker location, away from electrical interfaces, and wait for 20 or 30 days. And you're going to talk to these jars. The one that says I love you. You're going to say I love you in positive, inspiring words. The jar that says I hate you, you're going to tell it you hate it, tell it it's ugly, talk to it in a negative way with negative tones and negative words. You can also do a third jar and have that as your controlled. I have... Um, On the website too, links to show you how to do it, to um, guide you. And so you can see when people have done this experiment, what actually happens. It is preferred a dark location um, away from heat and everything because you want your experiment controlled. But I've seen experiments where it's just you know kept out on like the kitchen counter in the open. So whenever you pass by, you tell that jar of rice I love you or I hate you. And you'll definitely see a change. I did this not the experiment, but I taught a group when I worked at of uh, the hospital as a behavioral health tech to the kids and showed them the videos. And even the nurses didn't understand how deep our words affect us. One of the nurses, Courtney, she was like, I am gonna have to do this, we can do this, you know, on the unit. And I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's do it. But then Courtney moved on to better things. And as time went on, I wasn't even thinking about doing it because it is kind of hard whenever you're not on the unit all the time to control things. And this needs to be a controlled, controlled experiment. Um, so Bible verses that correlate with Emoto's experiment include Proverbs twelve six, which states, The words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Proverbs 16.24 Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Ephesians 4.29-32 states, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all, all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Scriptures, the Bible tells us to watch our language for it can uplift or tear us down. Dr. Emoto's experiment is proof that words do indeed matter. I have some more videos, um, like I said, on the website. So from psychology's point of view, Because if you don't know, I do have a background in psychology. The Lord God teaches me ways to help you understand. Because he taught me how to understand things. And so, my job is to give back to you. So, from a psychologist's point of view, and from, you know, the study of the brain, we learn that according to Dr. Andrew Newberg, MD, and Mark Robert Waldman, words can literally change your brain. In their book, Words Can Change Your Brain, they write, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. Positive words, such as peace and love, can alter the expression of genes strengthening areas in our frontal lobes and promoting the brain's cognitive functioning. They propel the motivational centers of the brain into action, according to the authors and build resiliency. Conversely, hostile language can disrupt specific genes that play a key part in the production of neurochemicals that protect us from stress. Humans are hardwired to worry, part of our primal brains protecting us from threat to our survival, so our thoughts naturally go here first. However, a single negative word can increase the activity in our amygdala, which is the fear center of the brain. This releases dozens of stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters, which in turn interrupt our brains functioning this is especially with regard to logic reasoning and language angry words send alarm messages through the brain and they particularly shut down the logic and reasoning centers located in the frontal lobes so it is imperative That We not only change the way we think But we also change the way we speak to each other Our body is Let's look at that Let's look that up Our body is made up to 60% in an adult body. The brain and heart are composed of 73% water and the lungs are about 83% water. The skin contains 64% water, muscles and kidneys are 79 and even the bones are watery with a 31%. And I will go back and add that statistic. That way you guys understand that the words we use, we are water people. We are not just flesh and bone. We don't just go back to dust. But our bodies consist of living water. So when Dr. Emoto's experiment on water... And the study he does and looks at water crystals in a microscope and sees what hate and anger does to the water which it transforms it into something disgusting and I wish right now you could look at these photos with me but then to see the crystallization when you speak love and encouragement it looks like a snowflake something pure and beautiful and if we're not pure and beautiful with the words that we choose to use we're damaging we are causing mental physical emotional damage to the people that we talk to and I know I for one don't like myself when I am angry and frustrated and as a mother if you all have children and even as a father but from a mother's standpoint sometimes we get frustrated and angry And there has been times that I wish I could take back words that I have said to my daughters because in the heat of the moment when I'm frustrated and angry, I don't care. I will say whatever I have to say plus whatever I know that is going to hit your buttons and make you even more mad and feel even more disgusted and that's not okay. So I after doing the study have been working extremely hard to one watch the words that I choose to do. My God put this study on me back in 2018. So about 2 years ago and I've worked on myself a lot. A lot. I still work on myself and that's always gonna be a process but the one thing that I try to remember is we cannot lash out in anger we can't lash out when things don't go our way we cannot lash out when we see people doing things And then we start feeling that frustration and anger. I got road rage. And that drives me nuts. But even in the car, I've been telling myself, Liz, you cannot think this way. You have to continue to be positive just because they're stupid drivers. And then I cut myself off. Because they may not hear me, but I can feel that stress that frustration within myself. So whenever we choose to be angry and frustrated, not only at the people or situation, we're angry and frustrated and doing damage to our own selves as well. And I know I, for one, want a happier and healthier life. Than what I've had in the past. I come from an abusive background. Where my mother yelled at me all the time. She was in my face. Because I wouldn't do the things her way. Mind you. I worked. All in high school. And up until today. I. Went to school. And graduated high school. With you know, a child and a baby on the way. But until I was 17 years old, all my mother did was yell at me. The house wasn't cleaned her way, even though she never helped me clean. Or food wasn't cooked the way she would cook it, even though she didn't cook. Everything I did in her eyes was wrong. I can never recall a moment where she told me that she was proud of me. When my daughters were molested and sodomized, the first words out of her mouth was, figure it out yourself, and she hung up on me. I would get into abusive relationships with that same pattern. Everything I did was not good enough. I was always a mess up in their eyes. I always was yelled at. Which would make me feel... One, like they didn't care about me even though they say they love me. I knew better. But after years, you just learn to take it. And taking it sometimes leads to thoughts of suicide and self-harm. There were several attempts that I tried that failed because everything that anyone had ever said to me would ruminate in my head it would cycle and cycle and cycle i could hear them tell me how huge of a failure i was i had a boyfriend who would tell me that nobody loved me because i was nothing i was nothing i was stupid i was ignorant i was just a little kid Mind you, I'm in my 20s, freshly divorced. And then my kids, you know, got molested and sodomized. And then, dude, that I was with, he was all, I don't want to be a part of this, and blew up at me instead of helping me and left as well. So, I have learned that when people yell at you or at least at me, my fight or flight mechanism takes control and I leave. I would rather leave than take the verbal abuse because that is what it is. I would rather leave than be felt like a piece of dog poop or a doormat So we have to change the language that we use when we speak to each other. It's okay to be frustrated and angry, but the Lord God tells us, do not speak and lash out in anger. We have to think before we speak. We must think Before we speak. And if you're not in a clear mind to communicate. Then don't say anything at all. Because the last thing you want to do. Is cut somebody down. Those who come from an abusive past. Usually are one of two ways. Super. Super. Submissive. Or. They're. The ones that become the bully and the narcissist and the abuser. You have to find middle ground because there is a middle. We don't have to be the people that were in our lives that have caused us harm. Because healing has to begin with ourselves. Before we can liberate and change the world. So I urge you again, please look at these videos. The one with Dr. Masaru Amoto is a three minute video. You'll find it at the bottom in the description box of this podcast. I have other. Um, again videos on the website but I urge you to please please change how you speak to people because not only again are you doing harm to yourself but you are really harming them in ways that sometimes people cannot come back from so as always It's never goodbye. It's I'll see you later.